0: Full of frustration. Full of despair. Despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found... Major League Soccer This is the MLS UK Show
2: Yes, welcome along to episode 16 of the MLS UK Show I'm Elliot Holman And I'm Henry Hewitt Here's what we've got coming up for you in an FC
1: Cincinnati special But before that, we need to look at this weekend's action in
2: MLS Elliot, Orlando lost again Mm, Didn't watch it, so I wouldn't know Didn't happen if you didn't watch it Uh, We'll take a look at the fantasy scores. I think I've had a bit of a nightmare. In five things from MLS this week, Toronto have been given something to remind them of better times. And we'll be catching up with goalkeeping coach Jack Stern, who works at FC Cincinnati to talk about them. Joining MLS.
0: The MLS UK Show.
2: Just get it. Just go on. Do it now. Get it out of the way. Do you remember when you won six in a row? Yeah. Do you know how many games we've won all season? Six. Yep.
1: And now, is it four on the bounce you've you've lost? I do know, I'm just asking. Shut up then. Yeah, it is four in a row you've
2: lost. But I'm sure you'll turn it around. The thing is, right, here we go. I would be really, really, really annoyed if they'd have gone on a run of six games and then this. But... I couldn't. How do you pick a team from what we've been left with? You messaged me the other day and you were like, what are they doing? Well, what are they doing? Well, how have they let themselves get in this situation? It's injuries. You don't choose who's injured. It's literally like got no centre-backs.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't help when he's sending out players on loan to other teams. They're when, not
2: centre-backs.
1: Yeah, but you'd rather put them as centre-backs. If and- I
2: gave you an Orlando City roster right now of who's fit, who's available, who's healthy, who's not on international duty... You wouldn't be able to do any better than anybody else. the The players are not available. You can't use them. It's it's so frustrating because off the back of that run, we had a, a a minor blip. But I think we've we've played in games where teams were there for the taking, but we've not had the we've not had the squad. And this is the this is the Toronto thing all, all over again. I'm not I'm not going to go. Oh yeah, well we didn't. You know we lost to NYC. We didn't have the squad. It was our B team. It was our C team. That's football Soccer That's that's how it happens It doesn't mean it's not annoying though Right I tell you
1: what New York City won 3-0 against Orlando New York City Your second in the Eastern Conference We don't need to talk about it I can sense how frustrated you are We will not talk about Orlando City For the rest of the podcast Okay Until we look forward to the next games <laughs> Can't wait uh, Right Very quickly Let's look run through the matches Because we've got loads to cover On the podcast this week Something to cheer you up though Yeah a team who's doing a lot worse than Orlando, Colorado Rapids. There they, has to be one. Yeah, they kicked off the weekend. They've lost against Vancouver
2: 2-1. And they're even conceding goals from their own corners now. Yeah, I mean, when you we could look at so much of, of Colorado, what went wrong for Colorado, but they're at home and they're winning corners and managing to concede from their own corners. Yeah,
1: mess. Absolute mess. Mess. Castillo's goal was good to go. At eight points... From 12 games, bottom of the Western Conference, not great for Colorado. Anthony Hudson, he is under a lot of pressure. Uh, Moving on, Portland won, LA Galaxy won. This could have been Portland's seventh win on the bounce and it didn't happen.
2: Yeah, nice goal for uh, LA Galaxy. But the problem that Galaxy have got is that I always know. I knew as soon as they took the lead, they weren't going to hold on to it. No, and it would have been a
1: lot worse than what it was if Bingham wasn't wasn't in great form. The yeah. LA Galaxy goalkeeper he saved them in that first half. Valeri got the penalty in the second half, and then he managed to hold on. But to me, I don't think Portland really. They got the first goal. I don't think they pushed it enough after that.
2: No, I mean they've got their, they've got a good little record going on at, at home. But Galaxy, for me, you'll always take a point on the road. Always, but like I say, it's that issue that I always knew that they were going to going to concede they weren't going to ever take those three points and the the worry is that when I know that and I'm sitting there watching it it'll be going through their minds as well Um, I think Siggy Smith's got got a big problem I really do
1: he has but LA Galaxy for me are a team that uh, they can turn it around they've got Ibrahimović they're only three points off the playoff spots they're not they're not a Seattle
2: they're not a Colorado yeah but they've this is the difference they've got the squad Colorado you look at the squad and you're like all right LA Galaxy have got a squad there that should be doing much, much better. It's true, but I'm confident for them. I think they'll go on a little run
1: before the end of the season. Mr. Inspiration on the touchline. Yeah, well, we've discussed this before. (laughs) Uh, Right, RSL beat Seattle Sounders twice in a week, and we spoke to Devon, who was a Sounders fan, and uh, he was optimistic. He said he's going to turn around. It hasn't started well.
2: It was all going to turn around for Seattle, do you
1: remember? Yeah, not quite started very that well, but I'm sure you know they've got four games in hand on uh, Vancouver, who are six in the Western Conference.
2: So you never know; they've got games in hand. But we said that about Toronto, and they haven't won theirs. And this was another goal from uh, a corner, an opposition's corner. Yeah. Seattle had a corner last minute. Keeper goes up to try and. Uh... Get the extra man, get the get the advantage. Try and uh, try and knock an equaliser home, and uh, RSL on the break, empty g- empty net. Always love these goals. Um, do you know what? Actually, really, really great composure. I really like this goal.
1: I love them type of goals. I love when the goal is out and he runs back and he's running and he's running and there's that moment the camera just catches it where he
2: gives up when yeah. the ball. Goes uh, in the goal. Yeah, I've just conceded a goal. Uh, but well
1: done, RSL. They're third now in the Western Conference.
2: Yeah, and and as we said uh, quite a, quite a while back, have actually looked really good in in spells in spells this year against good opposition. Obviously, had a bit of a hiding against LAFC early on, but um, in in a really good spot. And they're one of those teams that you tend not to notice so much. Everyone's busy looking behind them at Seattle and Toronto at the minute. And actually, RSL are way up there. What match shall we talk about next, Elliot? Well, at least I know it's not Orlando uh
1: let's do atlanta versus philadelphia union atlanta won 3-1 can i just say right because there was a lot of controversy about this game if you don't know uh basically in the first half martinez went down trusty brought him down and say that then it turned into a farce he dived he didn't dive Uh, martinez was going for one goal trusty was behind him and i think good tackle well, no, it wasn't, but Martinez tackle he went to sort of my understanding of it of when I've seen it is that he was behind Martinez, ready to tackle him. Martinez sort of stops a bit and he just he, he touches the back of his leg and he goes
2: down. It was a foul for me, however, the amount of penalty the the referee in sit dis- right. I know you're here. And I'm not saying this to wind you up. The amount of the poor, poor refereeing decisions in Atlanta's favour is unbelievable. I'm not saying this as an Orlando fan. This was all over Twitter. Early on, two send ins. What's the point in playing the rest of the game? Two send ins of it just ruins it. Even I thought. I thought Trusty
1: could have been sent off because he was like. He was the last man and he was about to shoot. This is
2: the thing if it's a penalty and he's the last man then surely that's a sending off.
1: I think there's a new rule where it's, uh, I don't know, if he has an intention to
2: tackle, it's not. But it's this double jeopardy thing. So instead of sending him off, they send off two other players. It's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, if you've not seen this Philadelphia Union then uh, surrounded the referee and the referee, he give two players uh, a double booking offence. So he he got his cards out four times in like it's
2: just 10 a joke. I'm, I love MLS, but this is where it becomes a bit of a joke. And Atlanta, like, be honest, you've you've not only say struggled, you struggled a little bit recently in terms of Atlanta, right? Yeah, being fair, still top of the league, but it, it's this whole thing. So Philly come to town, and then. I'm sitting down watching the game, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'll be honest with you, I turned it off. Not because I was angry, not because it's Atlanta and I'm bitter into it. I just thought, well, it's ruined the game now." Although to be fair
1: to Philadelphia, Martinez scored the penalty, took it very well. But you would expect it to be five or six nil from there. You'd think they're down to nine man men. are against Atlanta. It's gonna be a. It's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, but
2: if you're Atlanta, you're not even trying.
1: Then there's no point. I thought Philly played quite well. Martinez got the second goal just after half time, and did you see what he did when he scored? Yep, he celebrated. We're Miggy. He did the the heart thing. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. He celebrated. We've got him celebrating. I don't care. Uh, then Philly <laughs> <laughs> Philly got this week. Philly got a goal back, and uh, then Atlanta got a second penalty. I thought this was a penalty, the, the, the cross came in, the guy's arm was... Isn't it funny how we had no time, all of a sudden we're talking about a really in-depth Atlanta yeah. win. Uh, the guy's arm was up in the air, it was a penalty, Miggy put it away, another hat-trick, I think he's got the joint record for hat-tricks uh, in a certain amount of games at the start of his MLS career. What a player, another win for Atlanta, back at it, 29 points from 14 games, uh, and now let's look at everyone else. <laughs> Columbus, Toronto... I said this would be a draw, I think. You did. Uh, We had a lot of people say this was going to be a draw, actually. Uh, I said, uh, I think I said Columbus to win. So it's three all.
2: However, that doesn't tell the whole story.
1: No. Well, of course, Zach Steffen was on international duty, so the clean sheet record for him still goes on. So good luck to him this weekend. Um, Columbus's clean sheet record has been smashed. And it all started with a Giovinco penalty, which, after the penalty he missed against FC Dallas, must have been a huge weight off
2: his shoulders. This is the thing. I said last week, as soon as he tucks one away, that's it. It's a real boost for him. He's been hitting the woodwork all the time. Um, he's been looking really good, really lively, hungry for it, but it's just not been happening for him, so... Tucks away the penalty, insanely good free kick. Yeah. He's back on the free kicks. Do you remember last season it was like every time he stepped up for one, you genuinely thought he was gonna score.
1: Yeah.
2: Um you're talking like the same sort of standard as as Messi. Messi will tuck away a lot of free kicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really impressive. They were three nil up and then uh it all folded after that. Columbus um, came back and scored three goals. Now if you're Toronto, especially like The thing is, you would be like, oh, away from home, it's not that bad. But when you're 3-0 up, it is quite bad. It is. Did you notice for the third goal, so
1: the third goal was the penalty, the defending for that, this is the 87th minute, so Toronto are about, they're 3-2 up, they've got a chance of blowing a 3-0 lead, 87th minute, and there's about three of their players make mistakes. Yeah, within the la- like within thirty yards of their own goal. I think
2: you could tell that they knew they were on the ropes. They knew that they'd be really really lucky to escape with with the three points. And it seemed to just seemed to turn really nervy. It did, and you know
1: the the ball got played back. I think Zardes then cut it out. This is about twenty yards out. Then uh, Jason Hernandez had a chance to clear it. He doesn't clear it. So Zardes goes in the area. Bradley with a. Awful attempt at a tackle, and I don't mean it awful as in like he nearly broke his leg, I just mean he just stuck his leg out (laughs) and he falls over it. It was just, for Toronto, that would have been an absolute massive victory for them and they've blown it. And this means that Columbus win the Trillium Cup did Who? you know this? Who? Uh, the Trillium Cup. Trillium, uh, I think I've said that right, is a flower. that is the um, the Ohio flower and the Ontario, I think that's where Toronto is, uh, flowers. So the Mayors had a uh, a bit of a bet years ago when the two teams were playing each other. And you get the aggregate score from the both matches to play each year. And, um, of course, Columbus won 2-0 earlier in the season at BMO Field. So it now means it's 5-3 and Columbus win... The
2: Trillium Cup. Sure, that's the highlight of the season so far. It is, it probably is. Um, Montreal Impact beat Houston Dynamo one 0 win. Now, um, as much as we would normally skip past this, this is big for Montreal. Finally, three points on the board.
1: Yeah, well, we spoke to Ryan, who's a Montreal fan, in episode fifteen. Uh, you can listen that, uh, back to that, and uh, he was not as positive or not as optimistic as uh, Devon, the Seattle fan. However. I I was, I
2: predicted a Montreal win and I'm glad they got it. Do you know what I like about Montreals? they never draw. Yeah. You notice they will never draw a game, it's like one extreme to the other. Um, but that, that's a good win. Houston have, Houston have had, had some good results this season. They've beaten a, some good sides, so uh, good win for them. And congratulations to Remy Gard, I should say. Yes, uh, first
1: goal in four games, first win in more than that. Uh, well done, they've got a win. So it's nice to see. FC Dallas, they don't have any problems winning. Two they, one, yeah, they've won again. And what do we say every week? Oscar Paraiso is saying, oh, "Don't ignore us. Don't listen to uh, anyone gloating. You know, talking about us. Any fans gloating? Anyone praising
2: us? Because when that happens, we start to lose." They've won again. I think they. I think we've busted that myth. Uh, Thirteen games played, seven wins, which is great. They've only lost one all season. Twenty six points. They're running away with it, and a, a win against
1: LAFC, a team that have been playing really well. Exceeded expectations, I think.
2: Uh, a win at home and it, two one, brilliant win for them. I think LAFC may be heading down towards where where we might have expected them to be at a push. Um, not overly surprised at the, at the result. I think we all backed FC Dallas, but really, really, you have got to hand it to them. FC Dallas are really grinding out some excellent results.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see now going into this next phase of the season uh, where they can go. Uh, New England, this was a, I was pleasantly surprised really for New England. And I, and I am pleasantly surprised uh, by their season. They beat New York Red Bulls this weekend. And we say every week at the start of the season, we were like, oh, Brad Friedel, first managerial job. What is this? Could they, could they, they might finish bottom. The stuff with Lee Gwynn. Well, that saga's finished. And Brad Friedel's showing he's he's doing well as a manager. This was a really good win for him.
2: Yeah, New England fifth. I think we'd have both been surprised to see that at the, at the start of the season, all things considered. Um, it's a really good win. We know New York Red Bulls can really turn it on. We've seen it a few times this season. If they could approach most games like they did that New York derby, they would they would, they would would be a frightening team to come up against. But um, Red Bulls still in fourth, 22 points from 12 games. Not bad. Uh, and finally,
1: Chicago. Oh, well, not finally actually, because there was a match on Sunday evening. But before that, Chicago beat San Jose. Uh, a good win for Chicago.
2: Another surprising victory. Not.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Chicago. Uh, I think um, Bastian Schweinsteiger came out after the game and said this was a really big win for them. And their season. We've we've discussed this. Their season's going. It's a very mixed bag of a season. Uh, they seem to win and lose and win and lose. Well, they've got to win, so we're looking to build on that. They're only two points off Orlando, so two points off the playoff zone in the Eastern Conference. So they're still in there they're, uh, with a bunch of teams that are just
2: in that middle. That few wins, like what happened to Philadelphia, mm. can really push them up the table. San Jose, on the other hand, um, not really a mixed bag like Chicago. Just, just a bag of something else. Really, <laughs> um, eight losses from thirteen games. Nine points. Yep. seven points off Minnesota, who are not even in the playoffs. They're just a
1: place above them.
2: And we, we said about uh, Colorado and Seattle. Seattle have played 11. Colorado have played 12. They're only one point off San Jose, who have played 13. And uh, finally this weekend, SKC, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, you said nil-nil for this game. <laughs> uh, it ended 4-1. I just, I don't know why. I just fancy it. After watching those two play in Minnesota the other week, it was just... Well, wow, it was awful. It was dreadful to be honest with you. So I just I fancied didn't it a little, but uh, good result for SKC who are top of the West. Good, uh, they made certainly made
1: up for it, didn't they? <laughs> in this game, if you go on our uh, Twitter at MLS UK Show, if you have not seen the goals, we we've, we've put uh, gifts of two goals in particular. The first two goals of this game. Yep. Um. I, I think it was one 0 and then one one, wasn't it? Yep. So good finishes. Shalawi
2: and- with an uh, absolute stunner. For SKC, yeah, his first touch is what makes this goal. Gets it out of his feet really, really well, and just absolutely pelts it. Brilliant finish. Um, and you can talk about the other one. I can't say the guy's name. I'm not. I'm not saying it. Oh uh, well, former Bolton Wanderers
1: player. Of course, I support Bolton Wanderers. That's my English team. Tyrone Mears played for us. He broke his leg in pre-season, and I think played four games for us in the space of two years. In those time, we got relegated from the Premier League. I've never seen him any do anything near to this. He even played for Atlanta last season. I've never seen him
2: do anything. Anyone who's anyone who made the choice to play for Bolton and Atlanta. Sorry. So I've got a lot of time for this guy, and what a goal it was! Head to our Twitter page. Believe no, me, it's just bad goalkeeping.
1: It was, but it was still a I'm hell joking. of a goal. It's a
2: good, it's a really good strike. You can check those out on our Twitter at MLS UK Show. Uh, shall we have a quick rattle through? Uh, see, see who's uh, done well on the old predictions this week.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show.
2: I don't feel like I did that well. Do
1: you not think? No. Well, you actually did really well. You got forty points. Wow. You got uh, you got two results right. Uh, you got Atlanta three one. You got New York City three 0 And the rest, you got Vancouver to win. You even said Columbus a draw. You got Chicago win and RSL win. However, the most annoying thing for you is you were winning by quite a lot at some at one point, and then I managed to just pull it out the bag, and we were level because I got the FC Dallas score and the RSL score right. We were level going into that SKC game, and then you said it'd be nil
2: nil. And I
1: said three two to SKC. I don't
2: think that's where it really hinged on, though, is it? Why? When you listened back to last week's episode, was it Dallas? Yeah. I said, I said, oh, it's going to go two one, but you you said it first. So just because you say it first, you win, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, excellent.
1: <laughs> wow. uh, so I win. I got forty five points. Um, I d- a lot of people getting in touch as usual 30 was the lowest score which says a lot wow people, good work everyone uh, that must have been an mls weekend even though montreal won and and columbus drew i think it was a weekend where the kind of predictable results uh Leanne got 45 points as well daniel got in touch right he got in touch at 9 23 on saturday and saturday evening he put colorado one, vancouver two, <laughs> thinking that we'd we, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, we're not giving you that. However, he still got fifty points because he got the Atlanta score, the New York although City... time difference, they're behind, so he hadn't seen the game yet. Daniel's a Leeds fan; <laughs> he lives in England. <laughs> uh, I'm not having that. Uh, Daniel got the Atlanta score, the New York City score, the Dallas score, the RSL score all right, and then he said Columbus and SKC would win. So he got fifty points. So well done, Daniel wins this week. I beat you, so we're all happy,
2: apart from you. Excellent.
0: The MLS UK Show.
2: Now, we've uh, luckily got a lot to get through. So, um, you know, fantasy. Shall so we just uh, that that happened?
1: It's annoying that we've got so much to go through because I beat you this week, and that is uh, that's all that needs to be said. That's rare. <laughs> uh, I must admit, it wasn't the greatest weekend for me. I got fifty-eight points, but uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I did very well. Annoying for me that. In my Red Bulls team, I had two players that did not play, even though Red Bulls played. Although Bradley Wright-Phillips got me 14 points. Uh, Higuain got me 13, Barco 8. So not a bad weekend. Um, So
2: 58 points. I got 47. uh, Shout out to the other Hewitt, Dan Hewitt. 163 points this week. Oh, no, don't give him a shout out, because
1: uh, he messaged me on Twitter. I saw. Bragging. I enjoyed it. Three times as many points as me, but... Um, No, well done. Uh, Dan, his name is. You're it? doing well though, mate, down in uh, 23rd. <laughs> I'm clawing it back against you. I said to, I responded to Dan just saying, my only aim now is to beat you.
2: 890, yeah, so I'm good. I'm still a good 50 points ahead. Uh, 50 points can,
1: uh, you know, it can uh, change like just like that. I get a good week and I'll get 50 points yeah more but on you.
2: for that you'd have to actually remember to do your team
1: we promised last week we promised that we would do it for this next week so I promise there I'm writing it down now update fantasy and I, w- I hopefully I won't have to explain that to anyone who reads update fantasy on the notes team there you go that explains it always, always good to be clear
0: MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt, Henry Hewitt.
2: So, it was announced last week that FC Cincinnati will be joining Major League Soccer in 2019. Exciting times, Uh, but I've never been to
1: Cincinnati, I know you haven't. You've never been to Atlanta. No, no. Uh, so we thought we need to get, we need to find out more about Cincinnati, the Orange and Blues. um,
2: That's that's all you know, isn't it? Yeah,
1: so we need to find out more before
2: we go to MLS next season. So I want to welcome Jack Stern, the goalkeeping coach of FC Cincinnati, onto MLS UK Show. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us.
3: Hi, guys. Thanks. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the show and, and I'm excited to be able to, to talk about FC Cincinnati uh, with you guys today.
2: First things first, we have to say congratulations, Cincinnati joining Major League Soccer. This is huge.
3: Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's a really exciting time for everyone at the club and everyone in the city it's it's been a pretty pretty long process and uh especially drawn out over the last uh the last five or six months uh you know everyone was expecting uh, a decision and an announcement back in uh back in december last year so, so it's drawn out a little bit but uh, all, all good things come to those who wait so uh um it's better late than never and everyone's really excited now it's finally been announced
1: well, before we talk about the uh, the big announcement and the FC Cincinnati, Jack, we're interested about yourself. Like, what brought you to America? Well, Canada and America.
3: Yeah, so I was um, I was originally working at, at West Brom uh, in the academy there. My um, my fiance from Montreal. Uh, actually, my fiance at the time she's uh, she's now my wife. <laughs> um, but that, that that that's only been a year a year ago since we got married. So I. St- Make that mistake sometimes. So <laughs> we were uh, we, we were together over over in Montreal. She was living uh, sorry in, in West Brom. She was living with me in England. Uh, and an opportunity came came up to to go over to the Montreal Impact in the MLS to be their their head of academy goalkeeping. Um, so I, I took that opportunity. Had a great four years there. Eventually, um, you know, became the first team goalkeeper coach in the MLS uh, with the club. Uh, last season we had a difficult year. Um, and and uh, the club made made a, a head coach in change the head coach was at Remy Gard who was at Aston Villa um, for a little bit he came in uh, this pre-season wanted to bring his own staff so so that meant that that I was leaving Montreal and and very quickly the the opportunity to come and join FC, FC Cincinnati came up and uh, it was it was a great great exciting project it was a club that was in the USL um, but I knew that there was plans to, to push for a move to, to the MLS, and, and you know this was a club breaking all attendance records in the USL, and, and really uh, you know exciting the, the whole of North American soccer. So it, it seemed like a, a no brainer, and, and I was more than happy to, to take up the opportunity to, to come here. So that's you know in, in, in a short in a short bit, uh, you know how I've ended up uh, being here. Uh, Jack, for for those in the
1: uh, UK that don't know much about Cincinnati, the place. I mean, you've joined us uh, just after uh, finishing training, so we really appreciate that. Yeah, what is Cincinnati like as a,
3: as a place? Uh, Cincinnati's a, a great city. I, I think I think it's pretty normal that, that that people don't know a huge amount about Cincinnati, but it's it's definitely an underrated city. It's uh, it's in the Midwest. It sits it's, it's, it's right on the border of uh, it's on the Ohio side of. Uh, the Ohio River just that borders Kentucky uh, so it's kind of just just on the limit of starting to get into the, the southern states um, the weather's great in the summer it's very hot at the moment here it, it's 30, 30 degrees every day um, and, and it's a really interesting city to be in uh, definitely an up and coming city with a lot of new restaurants and bars a very uh, young culture um that, that that's very much into events and 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 supports now three major league uh, sports teams there's also a, a an NFL team um and a uh, baseball team in the city too and it's uh, you know I think I'll finish on it's, it's a city that's really proud it, it, it's uh, you know proud proud of its heritage proud of its sports teams and and that's another reason why it's so exciting to be involved with FC Cincinnati is is the fans are proud the the city's proud, and, and now we're hoping to go and make uh, you know er- everyone proud in the MLS next year.
2: Well, having lived in the UK, you'll understand how jealous we are when you talk about those temperatures.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the weather is <laughs> is definitely an improvement on the UK <laughs>
2: <laughs> what isn't um, having worked in, in MLS before, you mentioned Montreal, how different is it to to where Cincinnati is is, is at now? When you moved to Cincinnati, were, were there differences, obviously different league uh, are things set up a little bit differently? Are, are there things they'll need to adapt to go back to MLS?
3: Yeah, there, there, there are some differences, um, of course. I mean, I mean, the gap between the USL and the MLS is, is you know, there's a fair gap. But the teams towards the top of the USL, um, you know, are probably are probably not too far away of some of the MLS teams. I suppose the big difference with USL and MLS is, uh, is probably the designated players. So if you, if you took the best teams in USL and gave them four or five DPS, then then I think that they could probably compete. In the MLS, I think you know, in terms of Cincinnati in, in particular, it's it's a club that's that's kind of in between a USL and an MLS team already. You know, in terms of the stadium that we play in, it, it holds you know close to thirty five thousand. The attendances we get, you know, averaging I think twenty four thousand so far this year, and uh, you know, just in terms of the investment in the club and and the professionalism of the front office and everyone at the club, you know, the way we try and run things, where you know, we, it feels not far off an MLS club already. There are there are things like infrastructure that that we need to improve, and you know we're going to have a new training ground soon. We're going to be looking at, at starting an academy. Those are the types of things that that really set MLS clubs and, and USL clubs apart. So there, there, there's work to be done, but but I think you know we're not too far off, and, and I think that's that's obviously one of the reasons why we're coming in so soon, uh, coming in ahead of of Miami and ahead of Nashville, who were announced before us. But but we're we're not too far off being ready for you know for 2019.
1: Uh, Jack, I've got a feeling I know the answer to this but I, and especially with you winning uh, at the weekend is it going to yeah. be difficult to motivate the players knowing that next year you're not going to be in this league?
3: It's um, a good question and, and of course it's something that, that that we're all aware of that that it's very, very important to us as as, as staff and as players that the focus remains on, on the USL season that we have this year You know, we, we built a team to, to compete in the USL this year and the club expects success and, and, you know, we all expect success and, and, you know, we want to finish as high as possible. We want to, you know, try and win the Eastern Conference and and then go into the the playoffs with a real chance to to win the USL overall. So I think whilst there has been, you know, of, of course, it's impossible to not be aware that, that things are going to change at the club a lot and everyone wants to be involved in, in the next step for the club. I think everyone realises that... Uh, that everyone's best, uh, you know, best chances of being involved with the club long-term in the MLS is to prove To prove that we can have success this year so so no it's it's not difficult to keep everyone motivated we're all on the same page and you know the season's gone well so far we're sitting in in first place we had a good win at the weekend so we're just looking to to build on that and focus on this year as much as possible before we before we make the step
2: so it's certainly going pretty well this season um in terms of your uh your role day to day am i right in in predicting that it wouldn't change too much i mean training goalkeepers is is the same no matter the league right what what is your everyday involvement in the club yeah, no
3: my, my everyday involvement obviously is to, you know, I I'm I'm you know responsible for for taking care of everything with the goalkeepers from, you know, from training to video analysis, uh, analysis to, you know, being in the gym with them. Um so that that role won't change too much, you know. I, I also do a fair amount of video work with the outfield players too and showing them the opposition players and, and obviously a lot of work with the rest of the coaching staff in in terms of how we approach each game and, and our plans for the future so that won 't change a huge amount i think uh, obviously going into the mls, the club will become you know a bigger organization and, and as I mentioned earlier with the with the academy coming in. Uh, you know, eventually, you know, I'll I'll be involved in in that too. I would hope, and just in terms of, you know, helping the club, you know, become bigger at, but at all levels. But no, my day to day role won't won't change too much.
2: For those listening who who maybe don't know much about your uh, your Cincinnati um, squad, talk us through some of the the big talents at FC Cincinnati that that we should um, start to get to know about now.
3: Um, I think you know the the big thing uh, the big thing about. Our team is that that we have, you know, every single member of our roster is is capable of playing, you know, at, at any time. We have a, a lot of depth in the squad, and, and that's the way that, that 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 we built this team. Um, you know, a, a good example of that is is a couple of weeks ago where we won on the weekend four one at home to North Carolina, and in the week we had a cup game uh, away in Pittsburgh in the US Open Cup, and we changed all eleven players. Um, and still managed to win that cup game in, in Pittsburgh 3-1. So, you know, that kind of highlighted the strength of the squad. So I think, I think our biggest strength is the strength of the squad. We obviously have have players who have caught the eye. Um, Emmanuel Ledesma, who was who has actually played in England uh, for a number of teams. He was at Brighton, at Middlesbrough, uh, Brentford too, I think. I might have missed one of the teams out. He's uh, an Argentinian player who's had a lot of success, um, already a lot of assists and goals. So I think he's definitely caught the eye, but, but, but I think as a whole that, that our real strength is, is how strong we are as a team, you know, with the depth.
1: Well, bearing that in mind, uh, Jack, and if you if you well if we look at Atlanta and LAFC for example, that they haven't had the uh, you know the history that FC Cincinnati have had going into MLS. Yeah. With that backbone of a, a, a two really good teams, if you will, if you count the cup team and the the league team that you just mentioned, where yeah. would you put FC Cincinnati in MLS at the moment? If the league started today, where would FC Cincinnati be looking at finishing? <laughs>
3: You're putting me on the spot there. Um, listen, I think we could. Uh, I- I'm, g- I'm going I'm to sit on the fence a little bit, and I'm not going to give you a, an exact position. Hmm. But I, I gen- generally think that, that this team can compete with MLS teams. I think that realistically, to you know, to compete every week and to and to and to not just to compete, but to finish in the playoff positions and to compete for the US, uh, sorry, for the MLS Cup. I think that you know, obviously, we need to bring extra players extra players in <clears> throat> sorry fro going there um but but i also think that we can you know, we can compete and we showed that in the US Open Cup. If you look last year, we had a great run in, in the US Open Cup and you know, I wasn't here last year but but, but the team beat uh, beat Chicago and beat Columbus to the MLS and, and and this Wednesday we're playing Minnesota in the US Open Cup in Cincinnati. So another chance for us to play an MLS team and, and, and a chance for these guys to show that, that we can compete. So like I said, I think we've already shown that, that we can compete as a club and, and Wednesday will be a great opportunity to, for these this set of players to show that they can beat an MLS team.
1: Good answer. We weren't trying to catch you out. I must. <laughs> no, it's track. all good. It's all good. Um, now, looking at MLS, of of course, there's plenty of of excellent goalkeepers in the league. Who do you? Who's your goalkeepers to look out for? Who do you rate in the league?
3: I, I think there's a number of um, a number of good goalkeepers in the league. It's it's something that I think the, the the quality of MLS has gone up and up, and and I think that's that's been reflected in, in 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 the goalkeepers too. I think I think you've got lots of different types of goalkeepers. If we're talking about you know goalkeepers that are able to make you know sort of big um, eye-catching and effective saves and, and maybe win games with with saves you look at andre blake in uh, philadelphia uh is someone who who has consistently shown you know he can make game winning saves i think joe bendick uh, in orlando uh, i actually after, after we played in New York this Saturday, we went and watched the New York City game against Orlando. So I watched Joe Bendit play uh, live at the weekend and, again, made a couple of really big saves. So I think guys like that are particularly for the big saves. And and I'd like to single out someone like Evan Bush at Montreal, too, who who um, is just so consistent. You know, there's a lot of guys who, who who come in and out of the league, but someone like Evan Bush has been in the league for a number of years and, and very consistent level. And, and someone like, you know, last person I'll single out, someone like Tim Melia. Uh, at Sporting KC, who who sort of, you know, had a similar path of with Evan Bush as, you know, being at a club for a number of years and eventually becoming the number one. And, and he's really, you know, last year, I think he was the MLS goalkeeper of the year and he really raised the level of his game. So that, that, that's a couple of the guys. But I think just all in all, the, the level of goalkeeping in the MLS has definitely definitely increased and is getting better all the time. And, and that's something that, that I'm excited to to be part of again next year. Is it fair to?
2: I've mentioned this on the, on the podcast before. Is it fair to assume that um, when it comes to sort of looking at the, the talent of goalkeepers, it's kind of different? I mean, could could somebody you mentioned um, uh, someone like Andre Blake or, or Joe Bendik could they quite happily move over here to the UK and play Championship, Premier League quality? Because if you can, if you're a shot stopper, you're a shot stopper, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's more to goalkeeping. I agree with what you say um, about if you're a shot stopper, you're a shot stopper. There's there's more to the game than just that. I think the speed of the game, definitely in the Premier League, is you know it's something that, that is harder to adapt for for goalkeepers. But I definitely think that that we're close to seeing a time where where clubs from from England and Europe will start to be looking more and more at American goalkeepers. There was a time, you know, we're looking ten fifteen years ago when you know Casey Keller, Brad Friedel, a little bit more recently Tim Howard. So there have been American goalkeepers in the Premier League but but I don't see why not some of the top goalkeepers in the MLS can't be can't be playing you know at the top level in Europe at, at some time soon, or even or even now, and I think the quality of some of the players in the MLS. You look at some of the, D, the DPS now in the MLS. Uh, goalkeepers are coming up against Zlatan Ibrahim, Ibrahimovic. You're coming up against uh, Giovinco, Nacho Piatti at Montreal. These are these are really top level players who who have and can play in Europe at the top level. So I think I think the MLS goalkeepers are tested by by top talent every week. So yeah, I think that transition is 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 probably becoming. I don't want to say easier but but more manageable
2: more of a reality. I, I, to be honest with you, I think um, as, a, as a Norwich City fan myself and Henry is a Bolton Wanderers fan, we'd probably quite happily take any help we can get from MLS. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, but but Angus Gunn did very well for Norwich. He's, uh, he's incredible. Should, so. He's very,
2: very yeah. good. Far too good for yeah, Norwich. Did, <laughs> <laughs> um, just before we let you go, um, we, we love MLS because of its entertainment value. We feel like it's really growing here in the UK, even since we started this, this podcast just at the start of the season. Um, yeah. First of all, d- do you agree? And, and how can MLS make it even bigger here in the UK? Um, uh,
3: Yeah I definitely agree I I think it's an exciting league to watch I think one of one of the big things about MLS is is there's a certain level of parity Um, we are seeing you know you know a couple of teams you know pull away at times at the top and and a couple of teams that, that are consistently towards the top every year but it's really a league where anyone can beat anyone. Um, you're never guaranteed of the result. You know, you, you look, for example, of Toronto, who, who won everything last year, you know, sweep the board and, and this year, you know, they've had injury issues and and obviously the Champions League to deal with too. But, this year they they're sitting right at the bottom i think second from the bottom of the eastern conference and last year they you know they they were winning every week so there's a lot of parity in the league uh, every game that you watch it's very hard to predict what will happen you've obviously got, you've got the interest of var which is <laughs> which is you know has added lots of controversy at times too and you've got good players and i think i think what's exciting about the league i think no one no one denies that a player like Ibrahimovic in, in the MLS is great, and you know potentially Wayne Rooney at some point too. But but what's exciting now is you're seeing a lot of really young and exciting talent in the MLS too. So especially from South America, um, so it's becoming a you know a, more of a diverse and exciting league. And and I absolutely think it's going to continue to grow. And and I think in England, maybe one of the most important things is to is to have an open mind when you think about the MLS and and, and when you think about watching it. I think there's a little bit of, of snobbery sometimes in England about the MLS. Um, but I think if you come into it with an open mind and just want to watch you know, open games and enjoyable football, then, uh, then it's really a league that people can enjoy to watch in England.
2: Couldn't agree more, Jack. Thank you so much for, for coming on and speaking to us. It's uh, genuinely really, really interesting um, to, to hear things from, from your side of the fence. Um, obviously, we wish you the, the best of luck with, with the rest of the season in USL, and of course, the big move next year for you back to MLS, but obviously Cincinnati's first, first venture. We wish you the best of luck.
3: No, that's great. Thank you. And you guys keep doing the job you're doing. It, it's important to keep promoting MLS in, in the UK. So you guys are doing a great job. And, and I'm happy that I've made two new uh, FC Cincinnati fans <laughs> today. So, so that's great. We're counting on your support next year.
2: I'm just going to go and order my shirt now.
3: <laughs> that's it. It's a great shirt. Orange and blue.
2: I love it. Uh, thanks very much, Jack. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
3: My pleasure. Take care, guys.
2: Thanks, Jack. Now, um, I feel like we should stay true to our roots. We, we need to speak to a, a Cincinnati fan as well, right? Yeah, I think Jack can only say so much, and we tried to
1: catch him out with a few things, but he can only say so much. Let's get the view of a fan who must have had the week from heaven.
2: Yeah they've been living and breathing this over the last few months a uh, few years maybe as well on the on the road to MLS. Uh Brandon welcome to MLS UK show. Nice to meet you. Um we've actually just spoken to the Cincinnati uh goalkeeping coach Jack Stern uh and he's given oh, us he's a a smiling, really good Jack. yeah really good insight into into life uh, over there as opposed to obviously starting here here in the UK. What what's your reaction to the the news that that Cincinnati is joining MLS because this is incredible right?
4: It's been a roller coaster here. We uh, we expected the news much earlier. We were hoping around Christmas time it was going to be our Christmas present that we got the word and then a lot of things came up and uh, it was just this back and forth process that you would hear a date and everybody's expecting. We even had people taking off work expecting a celebration and <laughs> it's been this roller coaster of emotion that definitely uh, it was worth it in the end. The celebration was fantastic. <laughs>
2: And we we put this question to to Jack, and quite rightly, to be fair, because of his role in the club, he he didn't want to give us a definitive answer. I'm hoping maybe you might stick your neck out a little bit more. Um, you've had a great season um, a, a couple of years back in in USL, and obviously um, it's going really well this year as well. Um, in terms of MLS, how does the the quality and the standard translate? Where would you be in MLS right now?
4: Oh wow! <laughs> I, I I know that we'll i know we'll be great next year uh the team right now they're still gelling we've got a compared to last year we have a completely new look of our team we have some great mainstays mclaughlin and uh kenny walker and corbin bone and but the additions of like ledesma and some of the guys you think we'll be seeing next year in mls as well have been wonderful i think we can hang with anybody and i'm not just saying that from the attendance standpoint that we like to talk about so much but I think the players are great quality and we're going to find out on Wednesday against uh, Minnesota United for sure uh, in our Open Cup match. But I don't think we're bottom of the table. I'll say that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Now, looking forward to next season, Brendan, the Columbus match. How much does this mean for Cincinnati? Because we've seen stuff on Twitter, but of course here in the UK, we don't know that much about it. How much are you looking forward to it?
4: One of the greatest experiences I've ever had as a fan, between the Fire Match and the Columbus Match, the first kickoff in the Columbus Match. That was the first time I really experienced a massive traveling fan base, and it was nice to see. Like the rivalry would be amazing two hours away from each other, and at that kickoff, when we lit up our orange and blue smoke and they lit up their black and yellow smoke, there was this feeling And the It was, I'll never forget it. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now. It was, it was a great rivalry. We call it the hell is real rivalry. There's a billboard that someone posted hell is real, followed by the commandments on between our two cities. And uh, we've taken that as the hell is real derby. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I love that. Um, you mentioned that uh, that experience of um, getting getting goosebumps at a game like that. Uh, this is exactly how how I got into MLS because I just went along to an Orlando game as a casual fan and and walked out a diehard ninety minutes later. Uh, it, it's something that that MLS does really well. How are you uh, expecting the transition from USL to MLS to go, both on the field and off it?
4: Um... I think for I, I think we're pretty much an MLS ready product. That's why we're going in in 2019. The supporters are ready. We have a fan base off the field that um, definitely we consider ourselves MLS quality. The players and the ownership are just amazing. Like they really, we feel like we're a part of this team, and they're so active in the community on Twitter, interacting with the fans and everything they do around here. There's a very professional atmosphere about the way everything is handled. Like even minor. Even down to our ticket office and everything, I I love to rave about our ticket office to people. I've never had a problem with a ticket office, and that's shocking for any sporting event, any event of any sort. Just the team in every area seems to be ready to go, and we're just ready for that first kickoff. And Of course, we want to take some hardware away from the USL when we go this year first, and that's what we care about right now.
1: Uh, so, Brandon, for, for those people who aren't necessarily aware of FC Cincinnati, who are the players to watch going into next season?
4: Oh, um, absolutely. I would say right now we've got to talk about Emmanuel Ledesma. Emmanuel um, Ledesma, he's, he kind of plays a midfield role, but at times we're running a four four two with him up top with Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig actually just in less than a year has just tied... I believe Shauna Coley and G.B. Fall is our leading goal scorer um, currently in our three-year history, but I would say Manu Ledesma for sure, Uh, Corbin Bone and Kenny Walker, two of our originals. I mean, we don't really know who's going to be going forward with us, Uh, Nazmi Albadwi from North Carolina FC, who's come on. We know that he's under contract through next year, so we'll be seeing him up there and he just showed his stuff with two beautiful goals from outside of the box against his former team recently. and I'd, I'd say those are some of the biggest ones. Uh, Manu Ledesma Nazmi Badwi, Corbin Bone, Kenny Walker. We love all the players. It's a shame that we know some of them we might not be seeing as much, but uh, those guys for sure have been putting it on this season.
2: Okay, uh, just just before you go, Brendan, in the close season before uh, MLS starts, we'd fully expect, obviously, uh, a few players to to join the the uh, FC Cincinnati squad. Who, what sort of players would you be looking at, or or maybe you can give me some names, uh, some targets from from current MLS teams? Is there anyone you'd love to add to FC Cincinnati? Realistically, I'm not sure. <laughs>
4: I know that I know that we're doing a lot of scouting around. Uh, I know they're doing some international looks. We're gonna have some fun this summer, hopefully, and see some great players come in. I'd, I'd like to see... Every time I think of like a position, I'd like to see there's a player there that I care so much about that I don't want to move, like Forrest Lasso. That's one I didn't mention. I was thinking defensively, but we have Forrest Lasso at the back. Huge defender. Uh, Patty Barrett. I don't want either of those guys to go. Maybe just a a, a wonderful just striker up top, playmaker, a little bit of just somebody with an impact every time they're on the pitch. I, I, I don't even know. Can we steal Diego Valeri? Can we? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, somebody that just all the focus is on on the pitch that frees up all those other guys to make magic happen.
1: Uh, well, it's something that we're looking forward to. We're learning, looking forward to learning more about FC Cincinnati here on MLS UK Show. Thanks very much for joining us, Brandon, and, and have a wonderful build-up to MLS next
4: season. We're, we're enjoying every minute of it. Thank you guys for paying attention to us.
0: The MLS UK Show.
1: Right, let's have a look at five things that we may have missed from MLS this week.
2: It's been all eyes on FC Cincinnati, so let's see what else has been going on. Uh, right, first of all,
1: Columbus Crew owners have published a proposal to build a $200 million stadium in Austin, Texas. Of course, this is not going to be good. For, save the crew! Yeah, we are all for save the crew, especially with Cincinnati coming into the league. Uh, that's a big rivalry. It'd be a shame if they lost it. So, uh, But they've uh, built, uh, published a proposal for a new stadium
2: in don't care. Austin. Save the crew, don't care.
1: Uh, elsewhere, LA Galaxy, speaking of stadiums, they are going to be celebrating the StubHub Centre's 15th anniversary in their game against Real Salt Lake. Uh, apparently, over two twenty thousand athletes have trained at the StubHub Centre over the last 15 years. Uh, so they want to be celebrating that. Elsewhere, Seattle loves Portland, apparently. What? Uh, well, on their website, Seattle for an advert for their game against the Portland Timbers, uh, they've uh, done this big image saying Seattle loves Portland, but Portland in Maine, not Portland Oregon. Uh, Portland in Maine. Uh, they've sent some players there. They've said they've done a load of things. They put so all the
2: travelling you have to do in MLS. They've added extra miles on just for this. Just for a whole banter advert. Hi, Seattle. This is why you're 11th. (laughs) Sort
1: it out. Uh, So they've sent, uh, they even put a scarf on the Welcome to Portland sign in Maine. Uh, Did this big thing about how great it is. Uh, Of course, Seattle and Portland, massive rivals the actual portland this is portland maine they they were saying how great it was i love this. i think it's brilliant cuz it confused me cuz i was reading it like what have they lost the plot and then obviously you see it's a, a different uh, a different portland to uh, who their rivals were all oh, right seattle sorry that's poor <laughs> uh, elsewhere toronto fc have been given their championship rings for winning mls cup last year it's a chance for them to look back on their slightly better times um <laughs> The rings of, uh, of course, it's like for people in the UK. We don't necessarily have this here in the U- in the UK in the Premier League. Like a medal, yeah, it's like a, it's. A, I think it's tradition in American sports. Uh, they do it in NFL with a Super Bowl. All the players in the team get a ring that's specially made for them to commemorate it. The Toronto ring is uh, got like silver, silver diamonds in it. It says MLS Cup Champions with the badge. It looks very nice. Elsewhere. Last but not least, of course, the World Cup is coming up. We're very excited here in the UK, especially if you're English. Uh, (laughs) But there's uh, 19 MLS players, despite America not making it. There's 19 players that are going. uh, Yeah, and Canada. uh, Not going to the World Cup this year. And uh, although somebody who isn't going, uh, Laurent Simon, he'll be going back to LAFC, was in the Belgium squad. However, now they've cut it down to 23, 24. Uh, and he hasn't made it, unfortunately. So uh, Belgium's loss is LAFC's gain. So uh, we'll be looking out for some of these players, uh, of course, uh, when England go out after, what, one week, two yeah, weeks? Yeah, we'll
2: just start supporting MLS players
1: instead. Yeah, uh, of course. Mexico have a few. And uh, Costa Rica have a few as well. Um, so,
2: yeah, we'll we'll pick a team to support. OK. And whilst we're getting excited for, uh, for the World Cup, there is, of course, US Open Cup action during this week. Uh, but let's head straight on. To the MLS regular season games that are happening this weekend, shall we?
0: This week in MLS.
2: So, Toronto, who desperately need that win, are away. They're on the road to Philly. Can they finally get it? Uh,
1: despite losing a 3 0 lead, I'm actually quite uh, optimistic for Toronto. I think Philadelphia, of course, they did really well, got 10 points for four games, lost last weekend. Those players are now uh, suspended depending on whether they manage to get it overturned or not. I think Toronto will win this, and I think uh, they'll win 2-1. I'm going 2-0. New York City versus Atlanta United. This is going to be a huge game. Of course, New York City won every one of their home games so far, so this is a big test for
2: them. 1-0, New York City FC. I
1: think that this will be 2-2. I think a draw. I think Atlanta will be able to go there, get a result, and then move on. Okay. Columbus
2: Crew versus New York Red Bulls.
1: Of course, Zach Steffen will not be uh, in action. Uh, USA are to France, aren't they, this yep. weekend. Um, so can they can they continue their, their good run of form? New York Red Bulls will be looking to get back on it after their defeat. Both teams have won seven matches this season. This is going to be a big match. I'm really looking forward to it. I actually see Red Bulls winning this, and I see it being 2-1. 2-2. Vancouver Whitecaps versus Orlando City. 4-0. <laughs> we managed to get through without mentioning Orlando, but we've got to mention him now. Um, Vancouver, the king of draws. The, Vancouver actually just noticed have won five, drawn five and lost five. Yeah. Uh, so this could go anyway. Um I think that, sorry, Elliot. Again, I think Vancouver will win,
2: but I think it'll be two-one. This totally depends on the t- the team that's available because uh, we've seen two different Orlando sides: one full strength, one depleted, uh, and the full strength side has been, you know, has done very well. I'm gonna say one-all.
1: Uh, FC Dallas versus Montreal Impact. Uh, pff, I know Montreal beat Houston, but there's surely at home. There's only one way this is going. 3-0 FC Dallas. 3-1 um, FC Dallas. Okay. Chicago versus New England Revolution. This is going to be a tough one to call, I think. I think it'll be a draw. I think 2-2. 2-2. I'm going to go 1-0 Chicago. Uh, Houston Dynamo, they're looking to get back to winning ways. And if you had to pick a team to try and get back to winning ways, you'd probably pick Colorado Rapids. This is 2am on Sunday morning. And I can see Houston getting the win. I think it'll be 3-1. 2-0, Houston. Uh, Still on Sunday morning, uh, CenturyLink Field. Seattle Sounders versus DC United. Seattle really need a win in this one. Both teams only won two, so uh, it's going to be a. It could be a difficult watch. This, but I do think Seattle will turn the corner this weekend. I think they'll win. I don't think it'll be pretty. I think they'll win one
2: 0 I was going to say one nil. Ah, I said it first. Yeah, well, we all know the rules. You just get whatever you want. Two <laughs> 0 uh, Seattle. Uh, LA Galaxy versus Real Salt Lake. This is the uh, 15th
1: anniversary celebration of the StubHub Center. Do you think LA Galaxy can round that off with a win?
2: No, 2-2. Two, two.
1: Uh, I think they will do. I don't think uh, RSL are that good away from home. They got the win against Seattle, but other than that, they've uh, had a dreadful record away. I think LA Galaxy will win. Um, I reckon it will be... F- I've said a few free ones today, so I'm going to say 3-2 So LA Galaxy.
2: Okay. Portland versus SKC. This will be a tasty game. Yes. Uh, um, well, I want to... I think this is going to be tight. I'm going to say 2-1 Sporting KC put Portland's run to an end. Oh
1: no, I see I see Portland remaining unbeaten. I think uh, I think they'll win 2-1. Okay.
2: Final game San Jose versus LAFC.
1: LAFC uh the we've well we've discussed this, haven't we on the podcast this week, but they kind of have, have Maybe getting to where we expected of them, which is still very good for your first season. I think they'll get back to winning ways. I think they'll beat San Jose Earthquakes. I think I think it'll be 1-0, though. <sighs> Every one I want to do. <laughs> 2-0. It's the LAFC? Yeah. Uh, right, well, that's it for this uh, weekend on MLS. Uh, there's a lot of free 30 games, so it's going to be a late one on Sunday. Uh, New York City, Atlanta's on Sky Sports, unsurprisingly. Um, if you want to get in touch with your predictions we say it every week feel free we love when you guys DM us or just message us with your predictions because as you've seen like with Daniel this week even though he did try and cheat and uh, <laughs> put a Vancouver result even though it had already happened you know they, they, we we do praise you when you get re- a loads right so uh, DM us at MLS UK show
2: strong week on the predictions well done squad uh, let's have another go this weekend enjoy the US Open Cup action if you're going to bother with it I know a lot of people are just like oh, forget about it um, but yeah let's let's have a few good cup runs uh, to rep MLS and uh, we'll see you for some more MLS action very soon see ya Sports Social Podcast Network